What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. So today, I wanted to talk to you about some theories and scenarios brought to us by an amazing new show on Amazon Prime called The Devil's Hour. That's right. The Devil's Hour. Now, many of you will think about, oh, what the hell are they talking about the Devil's Hour? What is the Devil's Hour? Well, the Devil's Hour is typically thought of as a time between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. in which spirits, ghouls, and goblins all come out and, you know, it's it's just a, a bad time and people wake up uh, at this time period and there's lots of reasons and theories behind it. As to why they would wake up, a lot of theories about uh, aliens, uh, alien abductions occur during this time period, um, and a lot of people narrow it down into 3.33 a.m. as the specific uh, time in which something negative happens. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the show, uh, and I'll have, there'll be some spoilers, so if you do want to go watch it, if it you know, feel free to not listen to the podcast till you want to go and listen to it or watch it. But um, I'll try to keep the spoilers till the very end if you want to listen to the podcast for a little while. Um, and then I'll talk to you about some of the theories that they bring up. And this show has one of the most captivating sequences I've ever seen in film. And they discuss how how our lives may be lived out according to a certain timeline. And they go into detail, and it's it's really fascinating. Now, the entire show is really well acted out. They've got Peter Capaldi, who's one of the Doctor Whos, right? He was one of the actors that plays Doctor Who. I think it was between 2013 and 2017, so about four years or so. Uh, great Doctor Who, great actor in this. I mean, amazing. I mean, like, I could watch his scenes over and over again. They're so good. But everybody else is good in this. Uh, Jessica Rain, uh, Nikesh Patel, uh, Alex Fer- uh, Ferns, you know, everybody. Barbara Martin, all great, all great. So what, what's the what's the story? What is what is this show really about? 
So we really don't know. <laughs> That's like the amazing thing. Um, it's got a hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes and everybody's like kind of talking about it. Um, but it's really hard to figure out what's going on because they do such a damn good job of holding, holding the, the truth out until the, basically the very last episode. So what happens is, is that Lucy is a social worker uh, dealing with families, particularly children, and she has her own family issues. And basically what happens is she wakes up every night at 3.33 after experiencing terrifying visions during the so-called devil hour. Um, she also has an eight-year-old son who's super withdrawn and he's emotionless. This dude is like a robot, okay? Like he repeats what other people say, but not sarcastically, just like a robot, basically. Um... Her mother speaks to empty chairs. Her house. Now, this is where it's really weird. It almost, you it, it almost think it's like a ghost story. Uh, her house is haunted by echoes of a life that's not her own. People show up in her house that aren't supposed to be there. And then we get glimpses of her home, and it looks different. And there's an entire another family living there too. Like there's some similarities in the structure, but they also show like the breaking down of walls and this new family moving in. Um, and this child that she has can see them. And she also can, can see them at times, but not as often as, as her son can. Um, so there's a lot of like questions. Is this a ghost story? Is this a intertwining of timelines is this is this kid hallucinating are they both hallucinating are they both crazy because the mom's talking to people in chairs you know it just seems like it could be a generational you know like a schizophrenia right so needless to say this story just really it really pulls you along it really pulls you along and gives you a lot to chew on but the important thing is that it it really makes you think about how time is perceived, okay? And so, um, if you wanna you wanna hang out and listen, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the the show and 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 chat about it. And I, I don't think it's gonna really ruin anything. If you wanna go watch it after you, you hear this, you're not gonna you're still gonna love it, okay? So, so what kind of what kind of happens is they talk about time, and it, it's very confusing. Okay, you have these people showing up in their house. You have the kids seeing people in the house. The kids actually interacting with people in the house. And then the people that are in the house are this family that actually lives down the street from them. So it becomes really confusing because you're like, wait a minute. This family actually lives down the street. They actually encounter them. The mother almost hits their, their daughter twice. And... um the daughter, you know, she apologizes and whatever and goes back in inside. But this family's just moving in. But they're moving into a totally different house, right? It's not their house. But inside their house, they're seeing this family. So it's, it's like, what the hell is going on? Is this a, are they alternating timelines? What is going on? So you kind of got an idea. Something weird is happening. Um, and then, you know, there's this killer that's on the loose. And they capture this guy. And they start questioning him. And the killer is Peter Capaldi, uh, the, old, the older Doctor Who. And and he's like, why are you guys blaming me? <laughs> he's like, and they're like, because we got you dead to rights. We got you, you know, 
trying to kill someone or he had killed someone and he's like i'm trying to stop the chaos i'm trying to stop this man from killing other people who will uh, inevitably kill other people so now you're thinking okay this guy knows something that we don't know okay this guy has like does he have insight into the future is he seeing something that, that we don't see and then we also see Lucy, who's the, who's the social worker, the mother, she can see things into the future as well. If she touches things or senses things, she can see like murders happen in the future or she can see somebody getting hurt. So she starts to warn people. She tries to stop people from going where they're going to go and, and, and tries to protect people. So now you have two people trying to protect people, everyone else from getting hurt. So these people can see the future. And then the boy starts kind of seeing the future. And the mother also is like talking to chairs and people that aren't there. So it's really, really fascinating. Now it starts to become less of these people have schizophrenia to more like they're, they have a special ability to see into the future. So what Peter Capaldi starts explaining is he's like, I'm trying to save your lives. And he's talking to this detective and Lucy. And it, it kind of shoots you into the future a little bit where the detective is all beat up. Lucy is like, she's beat up too. And Peter Capaldi's fine. Um, and we're like, wait a minute, how did they get beat up? But it, then you realize they, the storyline got pushed into the future a little bit. And he's explain, Peter Capaldi's explaining what happened. He's stating that his life has basically started and restarted over and over and over again. Kind of like how I titled the previous podcast, uh, Groundhog's Day, the real Groundhog's Day. This story is Groundhog's Day to a certain extent. Peter Capaldi's life basically starts over and over and over again. And each time he does this, and I'm not going to give you all the spoilers, but each time he lives, he learns how to live longer and save more people. His goal is to help people. So he first helps himself out of a situation, and then he starts to help others. And each time he does this, he's able to help more and more people but inevitably, what ends up happening is each time he ends up getting caught, because what happens is, is that he has to try to stop one person from killing a whole bunch of other people or, you know, kidnapping a bunch of kids or something bad, right? But what he has to do is inevitably he tries to stop them. He ends up killing them, right? Not intentionally or intentionally, sometimes both. Um, and what's interesting is we get to go in and watch these multiple timelines of him briefly, not like they don't take up episodes, but it's like brief clips here and there in each episode or not each episode towards the end of the fifth and sixth episode toward, and there's only six episodes. So it's a real short watch. Um, but when you're watching this, it's the way they unfold it is just so beautiful because it shows how he's trying to protect Lucy, making sure she's taken care of and safe. He's also trying to help out the detective and keep him healthy and safe. And the detective is the one that always ends up arresting him. He actually states, you're the one that always arrests me in every lifetime. And so, so he tries to help this detective and he's trying to help him in this lifetime too. But each time that he gets caught, he has to help them remember a little bit more. So these people are also traveling with him in each lifetime He's trying to kind of be the Morpheus to these people's Neo. He's trying to wake them up. He's trying to say, hey, every time 
I come back. I'm trying to save you guys. And I'm trying to save other people too. And I'm trying to make your lives better. But what's really interesting is her son in this particular lifetime, the reason he's so motionless and, and robot-like is the fact that he wasn't supposed to be in this timeline because she ends up marrying somebody she was never supposed to marry and has this child. And this child, Peter Capaldi believes he doesn't have a soul, so he that's why he's acting robotic. He's never supposed to be in this timeline so he can interact with multiple timelines and see different people. And uh, that's why. It's because he's kind of in between timelines because he was never supposed to be around in the first place. Um, but it was because... Peter Capaldi is trying to save her that she ends up marrying the wrong guy. <laughs> so he tries to keep going back and, and, and fixing it. But anyway, it doesn't keep going into like his lifetime because this, all this stuff wraps up in the, in the last two episodes. It's, it's absolutely fascinating how they do it. But how he explains his life is that he takes a shoestring and he ties knots in it, and he ties the first knot close to the beginning. Then he ties the second knot like two times farther than the first knot is. And then he ties the third knot even farther, more than three times. So what he does is he explains, this is how my timeline works. I live until this point, and I try to save as many people as I can. Then the next life, I try to live to this point and save as many people as I can. And sometimes I live all the way up until 100 years old. Uh, and sometimes I only live to like 75. But each life I'm trying to save people in, in different ways that change the reality and change the outcomes. But what he also realizes is he's living not only his life over again. There's loops upon these lifetimes. So... He, he takes the string, and this is where I, I, what I find is like the most fascinating description of what could be a Groundhog Day life lifetime, is he takes that string where he knotted it up in different, different like life, lifetimes, if you will, and he starts to wrap it around his finger. And what he says is, these lifetimes now loop onto themselves so that they they kind of interact and you can sometimes see into these other lifetimes and how they're interacting. So it kind of becomes similar to that Nicolas Cage movie Next where he can kind of see into the future two minutes and see all of the outcomes of any anything that he can choose to do for the next, what, two, two and a half minutes it was. Fascinating concept. Really, really interesting. So you could figure out ways to get out of things, right? Um you know, especially trouble with like the law and, and things like that. Um, and I think that that's such a fascinating concept to wrap these multiple timelines around your finger, starting from the knuckle, going all the way down to the tip of your finger so that you have all these, these, these lifelines, these lifetimes that you're living uh, to a certain point, but they also kind of, they're right next to each other in a parallel universe and you can see them from time to time. And know what's going on from time to time. So that you can adjust your timeline and adjust things. And what we find out is like Peter Capaldi in, in, the, in the show, he like, he utilizes some of those like Nicolas Cage next uh, kind of psychic capabilities where he knows like 
a power line or a power uh, transformer is going to fall right in front of him so that he can make an escape. And so he does that, right? So he he does a lot of things that, you know, nobody would be able to do unless they had actually lived that lifetime before. Um, and he makes these comments like, I've had this fight before. I know, I know the outcome. And, and you're kind of like, wait, what? Let's go. How, how would he know this? And so it kind of like comes into a full head and a full explanation at the end. And what I really love about this show is that they get, they, they, they give you these glimmers of these timelines as you go along. And then at the very end, you know, they give you more and more and you follow it along and you're coming to your own conclusions. But then at the very end, they take a good chunk of time to allow Peter Capaldi, one of the best British actors I've ever seen, sit there in handcuffs while he's after he's been arrested, trying to explain to Lucy and the, de the detective how time works and how his time works and how their time works. And, you know, I, I won't ruin the, the end or, you know, give the ultimate spoilers or anything, but if you want to watch a series where you not only get pulled along and you can question what you're seeing, but, and also know the, you know, kind of what I explained towards the end of what happened and then get a full explanation of what you realized or what, maybe what you believed. And, and then they explain it to you and they don't just leave you guessing was just magnificent. It was, it was brilliance in directing, writing, acting, everything. Uh, as you can tell, I watch a lot of sci-fi. I watch a lot of shows. Um, uh, and this is one of the best ones I've seen in years, honestly. I, I'll give it, I'll say that. And it's only six episodes. And they're going to renew it, apparently, but I don't know how they're going to, you know, who who are the actors going to be? Is it going to be like an anthology? Or is it going to be different people, different, different storylines? got to be different somehow, so... Uh, do yourself a favor, man. Watch this one. You know, it's really, really good. And uh, it makes you think about Groundhog Day. It makes you think about the movie next. It makes you kind of wonder, you know, what if we make a mistake in this timeline? Will we get a chance to come back and relive our lives to change things for the better? You know, is that what we're doing in this timeline? Is it going to be something we can, you know, would we want to come back and try to change it? You know, and then relive that. You know, would you? I think, you know, when it comes to reincarnation and things like that, there's a lot of people that believe that we get reincarnated, but we get reincarnated into a totally different body. Could be on the other side of the world, could be America, could be anywhere, right? Um, and that it's a totally different person, and we're still following this timeline. But I've also heard that it's possible I've heard from near-death experiencers that you can relive this lifetime should you choose to because time is infinite. Time doesn't actually exist. and You can go back in time and relive your lifetime if you want to. Um, I haven't heard that anyone has had a near-death experience to tell us that they were actively doing that this lifetime, but that doesn't mean that it didn't happen or hasn't happened. They're saying it, it can happen and it does happen. 
So I find that fascinating as well, just to tie this in with reality or, you know, at least some, some of what some people believe is reality of people having near-death experiences coming back and telling us what happened during those experiences. So really fascinating stuff, really great show. Um, I just I, I strongly encourage anybody that is interested to go go watch it. And Outer Range got a, a season two green lighted, so I'm excited for that one too. Um, yeah, we'll talk. I might probably talk about that one <laughs> whenever it comes out. It'll probably be, probably won't even be this year. They're probably going to make it this year. Maybe if we're lucky, it'll come back. You know, at the end of the year or something. But anyway, guys, what do you think? You know. What do you think about this? Do you think you would want to come back and relive this life, make some changes? Or do you just want to move on and have a totally new life? I think a lot of us would probably just want to move on and have a totally new life. Or, you know, maybe there are a few of you out there that if you made one tweak or you didn't date this one person or you you uh, didn't make this one mistake or you changed one thing, your life would be so much better and worth worth it, right? It's, it's really fascinating. Really fascinating. Life's worth it anyway, but... But it's just interesting to think about what would happen if you changed one thing. So anyway, guys, I hope you guys are having a fantastic night, having a having a great life. Uh, I, as always, I encourage you to take care of your physical, spiritual, emotional health. You know, follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care and Lockdown Universe out.